Uh, something very cool is happening this weekend at Windsport. It's the Female Sports Summit two-day conference just for female athletes between the ages of 15 and 25 years old. And it's cool because it looks not only at how we need to put a spotlight on female athletes and their sports, but how we can also support them so that they have their skills not just in their sport and during their athletic careers, but also for the rest of their lives. And some of the different presentations um, are from leaders in our city, in our country, and they're from the worlds of volleyball, alpine racing, basketball, bobsleigh, wrestling, hockey, and more. But since we can't be there, I thought, well, I'll bring a little bit of the summit to you. Uh, you can get more information, by the way, if you want to look up all the presenters and everything that's happening at femalesportsummit.com. Joining us is Lauren Ritchie, who blends her passion and background in dance with a passion for mental training. So Lauren, tell me how you went from being a dancer to now being passionate about helping so many others. I was a highly competitive dancer. And this is where dance is an art, but we can choose to compete in it like a sport. Mm -hmm. And so my whole life, I was training intensely, and it is what we call early sports specialization. So I was in it at a young age. And what I found is that in my own experience, as a human being, you can train three things. You can train your body, you can train your craft or your artistry, but you can also train your mind. And back when I was training, that wasn't really a conversation. And so when I moved from that competitive or amateur environment into a professional career, I crumbled, I imploded. And it was because I hadn't had those mental tools and those mental skills to help me with that transition. So as I continued through my professional career and I started to teach younger dancers and athletes, I found brilliant ways that we could integrate these tools at a younger age to get them thinking about what's going on on their inside and to better be able to support them as they train and reach for their personal excellence. Now, did are you saying you crumbled because when you're a younger athlete or a performer or in a world of dance that combines both, you have parents to help you and you have coaches or dance teachers to help you and you have instructors and physiotherapists and then when you make the move to professional those support systems are gone and you are the adult is that is that what happened or why did you have a harder time making the bridge that's definitely part of it and also the way that we've constructed so much of particularly i'll speak from competitive dance is that you are inundated with external validation and external feedback. You know, coaches and, and parents and adjudicators and judges telling you you're good enough or that you're progressing or you're on your way. And when I transitioned into that professional world, like that's gone. Mm. You have to have your own foundation of self-worth, of curiosity, of willingness to to sort of take the risk and trust yourself that you'll be able to navigate whatever obstacles are coming. So yes, absolutely. In my first contract, I had lost that social support. I had lost the familiarity of my community. And also I just didn't have a strong enough internal validation. I didn't have a strong enough aspect of self-talk that is affirming, that was 
confident that supported me as I hit really, really hard rejection and big physical uh, injuries and limitations. Joining us right now is Lauren Ritchie, one of the speakers this weekend at the Female Sports Summit taking place at Windsport. And I think it's really interesting, Lauren, because my son is an athlete, he's 17 years old, and the number of times he's gone to physiotherapy for every injury from ankle to head, I can't even count them. So when you look back on young people's lives growing up, if they do want to be involved in a competitive world or in sport, we don't often give them the mental support, the mental health help, all those things that go along with being an athlete as much as their physical body. And all those times you see a physiotherapist or a doctor or a massage therapist, and there's so much involved in the head part of it as well. Absolutely. And I mean, the the tricky thing can be that it's invisible. Mm -hmm. You know, if we go to the doctor, if we go to physio, often we can see physical markers of improvement or measurement, but our internal worlds are invisible to the rest of the world. They're invisible to us. And so it can seem harder to grasp or prioritize. And I have had parents of high performing athletes refer to it as fluff stuff. Yep. And what I know to be true backed by personal experience science and research, as well as qualitative conversations with high performers and actually just any athletes. We know that your internal world is dictating and at times even bossing around your physicality and the external experience. And so for me, when you listen to those elite athletes and we can take it into pop culture, whether it's Kobe and Michael Jordan or, you know, even the Seattle Seahawks, how they were implementing sports psychology as part of their training program. It's because we now know better. Like the good old days weren't good for everyone. Applying only focus on the physical training or the artistic and, and the craft of your sport that's that's only two sides of a three-legged stool. So if we're going to have strong, empowered athletes who are engaged in their sport, who are staying in their sport, who believe in themselves, who are willing to take risks, we have to talk about our internal worlds and the mental skills that support us for both performance and well-being. And so people might say, do you only work with females or do you also work with everyone who needs some mental training? Yes, I do work with everyone. I work with a soccer academy, and that's primarily boys within their residency program this year. And I work amongst other sports. So for me, it's always an important conversation with the adults in the room, uh, whether that is their parents or their caregivers, as well as their coaches. Because I work a lot with children. And in order for children to be supported, the adults in the space have to support the conversation and the exercises that they're given to enhance their mental skills.